Good evening, everyone. I'm Anne-Marie Cronin, and I'll be hosting a special live broadcast tonight on News Talk 760 WJR. We're going to be talking about the prevention of disease and the urgency of taking action before the onset of serious medical problems. Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention, is here tonight to tell you what you need to know about how to avoid heart attack and stroke altogether and what you need to do to prevent Alzheimer's and many of the other chronic diseases. If you have a question, we're opening up the lines and taking your calls, so please make a note of this number, 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. We'll be repeating it throughout the show, so this is your chance to talk directly to the doctor. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Again, I'd like to welcome all of you to a special medical radio show here on News Talk 760 WJR. I'm Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here tonight to talk to you about prevention and why you have to start looking at healthcare from a different perspective. Dr. Brian Collender, MD, is joining us from Birmingham, Michigan, to give us some hard talk about dealing with our health and making sure we get the necessary testing. We're inviting you to call in if you have a question at 800-859-0957. That's 800-859-0957. Dr. Collender, always welcome back. You're always surprising me with the news you give on both your Sunday show at 3 o'clock and the live show, which we have today, we invite people to call in. But I just found out over the break or doing the last show that most patients don't realize that their doctors are employed either by a hospital or by some other kind of entity, and therefore they're following protocols that, that don't seem to allow them to even offer the services of prevention, to do expansive labs, to do the CIMT, to do the type of thing that you're doing to prevent disease. And this is all sounding major wrong. So explain to me what patients need to do, because they need to be forewarned as forearmed. Talk to us and tell us what we need to do. Well, first, you patients need to understand that you have no idea what you do not know. Because and it's worse than we thought. <laughs> it's horrible. And you may actually be led to believe that you're okay beyond that from your doctor. And that's possibly the worst thing. Right. So, you know, again, I'm going to tease our Sunday show briefly because it informs the, I'm going to say the yeah, track Yeah, anyone listening right tonight now. needs to tune in Sunday so at I, 3. I'm giving the brief synopsis of we talked about a patient who I saw, who I've had for years, who has phenomenal lifestyle phenomenal lipids, no risk factors, and we identified he had plaque. And the questions are, why do we even check a cholesterol level if it means nothing? And, you know, why is every doctor in the country checking cholesterol levels when they mean nothing? And, you know, why are we even doing cholesterol and LDLs at all? And, you know, Siobhan, you know, asked that question. It's, it's you know, the, the basis of this I really want to believe is, there's a drug, so pharma's created drugs that lower LDLs, and a certain amount of population, maybe 30%, will respond and not have a heart attack just by taking a cholesterol medicine. The problem is there's another 70% that this doesn't really affect. So there's formulas put in place to take care of people, and this is glossed over by calling it population medicine. Doesn't that sound nice? 
Sounds ridiculous. Oh, I practice population medicine. Well, it sounds like mass mass producing in some way to me. That's the connotation well, that I get. I think it's a really, you know, it's something that people can buy into. You know, it's it's a bigger than them. It's bigger than me. Well, I can practice population medicine on the single person sitting in front of me. Well, how does that apply? Everybody's an individual. Everyone comes from a different background. They're living different lives. They have different history, different experiences. Different things happen to each of these different people. How do you apply the same program to every single person? Well, what I'm taking from your shows, and especially the show that will air on Sunday that was pre-recorded, is that patients are being gypped. And this is what is ultimately wrong with the system that we have right now, because they're getting Mickey Mouse tests. The tests exist. The technology exists. You've got the technology. You're doing the tests. The labs that you do are more expensive labs. You're looking to prevent disease. That's your specialty. Let's catch the disease before the patient gets it. The rest of us are in some kind of pit where we're just waiting until we've already got the disease and then we get diagnosed with it and or we're put on a bunch of medications. So is it not every patient's inalienable right to know what they're getting into when they get into a relationship with a doctor who's not looking into preventing disease? Yes, except no one knows what's possible. How could you know what's available when you think what you're getting is what you should be getting. You mm -hmm. know, so when everyone goes to the doctor and they think they're getting what you just described. Well, I'm seeing my doctor. He's doing the test. He said I'm okay. Oh, I went to have a, a test at the cardiologist and I did okay. My doctor yeah, said I'm test. fine. Useless test. Or, or how many people get told, well, you just have a little plaque. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, or, oh, it's just a little nodule. Don't worry about it. You know, and then your platform is there. any plaque is bad plaque. I mean, right. you're making plaque. You'll continue to make plaque. And why do you have plaque in the first place? And if you have it, how do you get rid of it? What do you do to get rid of it? That's just not on the table. It's not on the table in any practice. And what I found out from you today is that Half of these primary care physicians are owned by a doctor and your chart is owned by a hospital. Half. 95%. How did we get to this mess of this, this state? How did we get to there? Well, first it starts out, again, I'd like to blame insurance companies because they create a process for, for reimbursement that requires consolidation, that generates a, a level of overhead of administrative work that a single doctor in their office cannot handle. So it drives doctors into groups, and it drives those groups into bigger groups, and eventually the group gets picked up by a hospital system because the demand of the administration is too great for anyone to bear, so it needs to be spread across a lot of people. All right, well, we're going down the wrong road here, definitely for patients, but we'll have to come back and talk about that on the other side of the break. Again, you're listening to a special live broadcast. We're here with Dr. Brian Collender, MD, talking about prevention. If you have a specific question, would like to talk to the doctor directly about what you need to do to prevent catastrophic disease, please call in at 800-859-0957. That's 800-859-0957. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. 
If you're just now joining us, I'd like to let you know we're welcoming you to our special medical radio show here on News Talk 760 WJR. We're back again with Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention in Birmingham, Michigan. He's here tonight to give us some hard advice on what we need to do to avoid heart attack and stroke altogether. We're inviting you to call in with your questions at 800-859-0957. Again, that number is 800-859-0957. Dr. Collender, over the break and since we started the show, I've been fascinated by the fact that I feel that all patients out there, potential patients, listeners, are being gypped. They're not, there's still 600,000 people dying every year of heart attack. Except this year. Well, what's happening this year? They all died from COVID. Yeah, well, COVID, whatever. COVID took some of them, but they're right. still, next year, once we get back on track, we don't see any lessening of the numbers. We haven't seen lessening of the no. numbers. But the fact of the matter is, the technology exists in this country, the ability to prevent heart attack and stroke all together permanently, erase it, done, doesn't exist anymore. And nobody's feeding this information into doctors and doctors are not doing the necessary tests. They're not doing the necessary tests and what, well, it's not fair. Patients are being gypped. What does the average patient do that's out there? They're relying on the God factor of their doctor, their cardiologist, their endocrinologist, the specialist, they're bumping around in the, in the medical industry, but basically they're just sitting and waiting until they get the disease. Right. And then you can't do anything about it. You know, funny you should mention that because someone called the station today to say, hey, I have an urgent call to Dr. Collender. And, you know, we called the person and they're, um, you know, the regular listeners of the show and they called us from the emergency room. And, you know, so calling on behalf of uh, their husband, they're in the hospital, there's some lung issues. And, you know, we're happy to help, but that's not prevention. That's reaction. Right, exactly. Re you know, all right, we'll see you when you get out of the hospital. Uh -huh. um, you know, we're a preventive practice. We're, I'm not jumping in in the middle of a crisis unless you're already an established patient. Frankly, we don't have crises in our patients. Right, that's right. Because we're calming things Because down. you prevent heart attack and stroke. That's what right. your practice is all about. And, and my patients can reach me and they come in and we take care of them in the office and not in the emergency room. Right. So, you know, to call and go, oh, I better call Dr. Collender because we're in a crisis, it just doesn't make any sense. Right, exactly. I mean, that was kind of a, a big surprise. I got that notice as well. Like somebody's calling WJR to find out how do they get a hold of Colander right now. They're in a crisis, and sadly, there's nothing you can do about it when the patient's in the hospital. Well, it's, a, it's recognizing that prevention is coming in when you're okay so we right. can stop things from happening, not wait for something so you to don't wind up go, in the oh, hospital. crap, now I don't now, have Now what do we do? Right. Anyway, Siobhan's got a call. So yeah, let's so we have... actually have a caller from Florida. Um, we have Linda on the line from Florida. Linda, what's your question? Um, actually, I don't have a question. I just, I'm really enjoying your show, and I just wanted to interject that medicine reimburses more for procedures than for prevention. Um, you know, as a physician, if you perform procedures, you know, you can spend less time and get more money than you're going to get sitting and talking to a patient about what they're eating 
and what kind of exercise they're getting and are they getting enough sleep and, you know, all of the other things that are extremely important with prevention. I mean, plus, you know, get it, try to get a coronary calcium score. That's not covered by insurance. That gives you information that is really pertinent. So um, I just wanted to make that comment because I just love what you're talking about and um, I hope enough people are getting a chance to hear this. Linda, well, where are you at in Florida? I'm in Public Garden. You know me. <laughs> okay. It's Linda, our friend Linda. Oh, God, Linda. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, thank sounds you. Different. Everyone God, sounds wait different a minute. on so, the air. <laughs> listen, Dr. Linda, wait a minute. She's an MD specialist yeah. in her own right, famous. Linda's an incredible doctor. My God, totally fabulous, incredible. Everybody should go to her if you're in Palm Beach. Oh. But you're oh, absolutely you. right. No, I um, and um, and and you're you've got a, like a double specialty, which make which makes you even more special. So, but thanks for making those comments. But go ahead, Doctor Colin. I yeah, interrupted well, you. Thanks for calling, Doctor. Doctor, and, uh, <laughs> Great and to we'll hopefully you, see you again soon. Um, so Perfect. you're absolutely right. Um, health prevention is not covered by insurance, and the healthcare system is about identifying diseases because billing codes are attributed to diseases that you already have, there really aren't billing codes where preventive uh, procedures that we do in the office or testing that we do can be applied to insurance. So that's why a lot of these things, although they're not very costly, are just not covered. Um, you, the healthcare system right now is all about treating end-stage disease. You know, your bones are broken, you know, we'll replace the joint. Uh, your organs failing, we'll give you a new one. Um, you know, you've had dementia, let's make a drug that costs $50,000 a year after you have dementia. Nothing about stopping you from having dementia. And Anne-Marie, you mentioned, it's not so much that the technology's there, it's more about having the will to recognize that this is a broad approach that has to be taken, that it's not about, well, I have a lung problem, I need a lung doctor. I have a sleep problem, I need a sleep doctor. You know, that's how it is. Mm -hmm. uh, I need a specialty for every problem that I have. And what we do is we look at every possible area that can impact artery health and apply it within our own practice. Um, we take down the silos. Mm -hmm. You know, everything's on the same playing field. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm practicing sleep medicine and dementia prevention, and I practice endocrinology um, and pulmonary care, you know, I'm, and cardiology. I'm doing mm -hmm. all of this to prevent disease. I don't send my patients to specialists because the specialists don't know what they're doing. No, but one, one question I have to interject here, Dr. Linda Kiley in Palm Beach, great doctor and a specialist, absolutely, and she's given us a lot of information in the past. One of the things when I saw her last in Florida that we talked about is why is it that so many patients in Florida are going to concierge practices and here they don't even know what it is? And we have to explain every time we do a show, we've got to talk about what a concierge practice is. What's the difference? Well, I want to say in Florida... Um, doctors started practicing concierge medicine maybe 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's something about the environment in Florida. Maybe it's about the healthcare system has been traditionally thought of as not being standard of care, and doctors feel like they need to go on their own to practice better medicine. 
So why did it happen in Florida and not here? Why does it happen in Texas and in California and New York and not here? Um, I think we live in a very conservative state, and I think having auto give everybody, you know, a gold-plated Blue Cross card gave everyone a very false sense of security that their health care was being covered. Other areas of the country have been dealing with high deductibles and, not, and lack of access for a long time and to our detriment. Mm-hmm. And now all the doctors went from uh, having an opportunity to become entrepreneurial and practice the kind of medicine that they want to mm-hmm. being, I'm going to say, a little gutless and scared and running to take a salaried position mm-hmm. for security. Right. And guess who loses? Mm-hmm. The patient. Absolutely. All of you widgets out there, you're oh my all gosh, get we're to back lose. on widgets again. Yeah, well, we're back to widgets. Tune into the Sunday show to hear about widgets. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Dr. Linda Kiley in Palm Beach for calling in, and Dr. Collender. She's exactly like you, by the way, I'm going to tell you. Very much about prevention, and, for uh, sure. All about prevention. Anybody in South Florida, call her Dr. Linda Kiley. Let's Palm move Beach on. Gardens, yeah, Palm Beach Gardens. There you go. <laughs> Moving on. Siobhan, who is next? Well, so um, we might need to wait till after the break for the question because we're, we're running oh, out yeah, of time we're running, here. So we're, maybe we'll, we'll start with the caller on the other side of the it's break. Just really, it's just really hard to find doctors that are doing prevention and that are, you know. Well, to- again, I think it's just because the way the system evolved in Michigan and doctors uh, just being afraid to take this kind of chance to practice better medicine. Yeah, we've got to let patients know, though, what they can do. In the meantime, we'll have to take a quick break. Again, you're listening to a special live medical broadcast. If you have a specific question and would like to talk to the doctor directly about what you need to do to avoid heart attack and stroke or have a question on any of the subjects we're discussing tonight, please give us a call at 800-859-0957. That's 800-859-0957. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to our special live medical broadcast on News Talk 760 WJR. We're fortunate to have Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention. He's here tonight to give us some straight talk about two important topics, prevention and being proactive. We're inviting you to call in with your questions at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. Dr. Collender, obviously over the break, we've been talking about it throughout the show. I think patients are being gypped, okay? And I think that this whole idea of having to qualify to even get an appointment, getting in through the door to see a doctor for the five minutes that you get in, You've got to be going for almost an urgent call, and there's no room whatsoever left to discuss anything to do with preventing anything. You know, when you say people are being gypped. They're totally being gypped. Right, and I'm not denying that. But, you know, the first thing I think about is who's gypping them? Who's at fault? Well, first of all, the insurance companies are charging a huge amount of money. People are paying, whether through their job or privately, paying an enormous amount of money for insurance. And what are they getting back for it? They're not getting care back from it. They're getting, okay, if you happen to be need a stent and you got to go to the hospital or something major happens, but you're not really getting, you're certainly not getting preventative care. That's for sure. Well, I think what we want to educate people about today is that you have to recognize that you're not going to get prevention within the current healthcare system that the insurance company is there to identify 
end-stage disease to operate like Dr. Linda called and told us about, you know, which is things we've been talking about as well. That's what our healthcare system does. The hospitals make money on illness. And if the insurance companies didn't make money, they wouldn't be doing this. So this is beneficial to them as well. And pharmaceutical companies make money by treating disease. No one makes money by stopping you from having illness. So no one who is a legacy stakeholder in the healthcare system, the insurance company, the pharmaceutical companies, the hospitals, and mostly the specialists, are not going to make money on you being healthy. So who's marketing to you on TV? Those Pharmaceutical people, companies. Those people. Mm-hmm. Even the insurance companies, for them to put a commercial on and comment on their prevention programs, and frankly, they have enough money to spend on commercials to make it a good commercial. Who's, wait, I missed that one. Who's got a prevention, what, what insurance company's got a prevention program? I've seen some Blue Cross commercials suggesting that, there's preve- that they offer some prevention services. You know, wh- they're not outlining what they are, but it makes me, oh, I, I looked at it and go, God, I didn't know Blue Cross did prevention. And then I realized, oh, I'm watching a commercial, and I fell for it too. Mm-hmm. So when you do not know what's available, how could you know what you're missing? Right, or what so, you need to get. And again, this is what we're doing on the show is, is letting the listeners know that you have to be your own advocate here in Michigan because in Florida we don't, I mean, there's more concierge doctors who can take a more active role in your care. Um, unfortunately, as we've talked about as well, not every concierge doctor is interested in prevention either. Like, I have a concierge doctor. He doesn't practice prevention. I know, but at least I would say that regardless of whether they practice prevention or not, access has now become a draconian thing here. You trying to get an appointment with a doctor, all during COVID, it was telemedicine. Now, there are some people who need to be seen by a doctor. Okay, COVID's over. Things have gotten worse. You have to go through a big rigmarole just to get an appointment because they have all the Gestapo people up at front that are answering the phone and taking, you know, you have to qualify, qualify, qualify right. in order to get an appointment. And then maybe they can see you in three weeks. And when they see you in three weeks, you got five minutes. Telemedicine has probably reduced access, not improved it. Now, if oh, you yeah. live in the middle of nowhere and you've got to drive three hours to a doctor, it's well, different. it's relative. It's better than, than what you had. But for most of us who want to go see a doctor and the doctor's afraid to see someone in person because of COVID and they still might be afraid, um, well, then, you know, telemedicine is another barrier because, frankly, those visits are timed. They might be right. a little longer than right. the usual visit. That means the doctor's seeing less seeing, quote, unquote, fewer people per day, and that means it takes longer for you to get in. There is zero incentive for a doctor to make his day worse or busier by adding you in. They don't make any more money. They're salaried Mm -hmm. by a company that has a process for moving you through the system like you're a commodity moving through a factory like a widget. That's Mm -hmm. my new phrase of the day. Well, this is not a new phrase. It's, I haven't used it on the show, but there's no secret that the people who are operating hospitals and healthcare systems now look at people as a manufacturing piece that's got to remove through a system. And they talk about people 
in manufacturing terms. And that's how healthcare is looked at these days by the people designing healthcare. Well, the other problem, too, is there's no transparency in the cost of actual care, right? And this is something like we had Dr. McCary on last week, you know, realizing that you can't call a hospital and say, how much is it for me to get this test or what does it cost for me? I think a lot of people are probably afraid. You know, if you're sick, I don't want to go to the emergency room because I might get a $10,000 bill when I walk out the door. That's yeah. just adding insult to injury. You know, yeah. not only can you not get your doctor, you can't get an appointment, uh -huh. but then you're forced to go to the emergency room and lo and behold... They just threw three specialists at you, whether you need to see them or not. Right. They're not in your network, and you just got a giant bill. You're right. You're and you right. didn't have a choice in yeah. who you saw because the ER doctor ordered these things, mm -hmm. and you can't say yes or no. Mm -hmm. You might not be in a position to, to ask, and mm -hmm. you're frankly not. I've been in the emergency room. You're not asking or even thinking about it. You think you're going to die. Mm -hmm. You're not asking. You're just you're just happy a doctor came to see you, even in the emergency room, after a four-hour wait, especially in this state. You know, well, I shouldn't say this state. The, the, you know what I'm talking about. So, so that, who's, wait a minute. I got to ask a question here before we run out of time. Who is hoodwinking the average patient, the American consumer who is paying dearly for their medical care? Who is responsible for hoodwinking them? Well, that's what I asked you. You know, well, we're all trying that? to figure it out, apparently. Right. So, we're asking you. You're the doctor. Well, I'm not, a, I'm not a public health specialist, and I'm not an economist. So, <laughs> I, I'm, you know, all we know, which is a lot, but what we know is what's available and that you're not getting it and uh -huh. that you're all being treated like crap, being given tests that do not tell you anything. So you're getting labs that don't identify risk. You're being put on medicines that probably don't matter. And you don't have any time to talk to the doctor. And you're aging quicker, getting more chronic disease, just so you can be put on more serious drugs down the road, meaning in five or ten years. So there's, you know, it's not about the technologies available. It's about the mindset yeah. And, and the willfulness to say, this is what we should be doing. It's really, to me, a mindset more than, well, why isn't anyone using the tech? It's how do I use the tech and how do I apply it and um, do the best with what I have? And that's not happening But at America. least one, one thing I want to say is at least if people would get into a concierge personalized practice where they have more time one of the benefits of going to your practice is you spend two hours with your patients. They can call you 24-7 on the weekend, on the evenings. If they have an issue, they can call you at 10 o'clock at night or Saturday or Sunday. And so you can at least open up a conversation with a practice like yours. And if everybody just used the word prevention, like I want to know what tests I need to get to prevent disease, they also should be joining a concierge practice and forget this population medicine garbage that doesn't work. It doesn't work for the patients. You've still got 600,000 dying of heart attacks every year. And in this country, there's no excuse for it. End of story. Am I right or wrong? You're absolutely right. And it's unfortunate that there are enough doctors around to take care of the people that need the help. All right. Well, in the meantime, we're going to have to take a quick break. You're listening to a special live broadcast from the studios of Startup Nation in downtown Birmingham. And if you have a specific question on the subject we're discussing tonight and you'd like to hear from the doctor directly, 
please call us at 800-859-0957. Again, that number is 800-859-0957. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to the final segment of our special live broadcast here on News Talk 760 WJR on the importance of being proactive and informed of the resources available to prevent and treat the chronic and debilitating diseases we've come to accept as inevitable. You're listening to the expert advice of Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention. If you have a question for the doctor, now is your chance to call us at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. Dr. Collender, I'm just coming back to, as we come back to the show and I talk about we're expecting certain diseases and certain diseases, are, we, we've come to accept them as inevitable. Why should we accept any of these major diseases being inevitable if you know how to prevent them? Well, but I'm one voice. Yeah. And we're talking about 50 years of messaging of, of bad language, of bad advertisement. So, um, you know, all we see on TV is direct and subliminal messaging to tell you to eat bad food, to tell you that, you know, aging is normal, to accept what's happening. And so even though that's not what it's clear, but that's the underlying tone of all of our marketing, I believe, toward healthcare is, you know, we'll take care of you. You know, you don't have to do anything We've got a drug for you. We it's about have a- managing chronic disease. I think that is the underlying message. It's like, oh, yeah, here's some way for you to manage your diabetes, manage your Alzheimer's, manage this. It's, it's, there's like a solution at the end of the tunnel, so there's no talk about preventing it. And that there's a quick fix. There's not oh. necessarily a solution at the end not of the tunnel. Not necessarily, but I believe that the marketing does indicate that to an extent. That, you you know, if you watch TV, I mean, think about all the commercials and, you know, in between shows, right? Pharmaceutical. It's exactly. It's, it's I, if I have a problem, I take this pill, the problem's gone. Not if you have Alzheimer's. Correct. Um, but now they're and trying to. And it's preventable. Well, they're trying to tell you that now. Well, well, if you've got mild Alzheimer's, I got a drug for you. And that's what the marketing is. And unless you're doing a little extra research on the news, um, they've got a drug. But unless you watch, dig a little deeper on your own, you're not going to realize that, well, the studies were very equivocal. There was only one study that really showed a benefit, two studies that didn't, and there were side effects. So unless you're really taking a deeper look at this, your take-home message must be, Thank God there's an Alzheimer's drug. I hope I get it. I'll just get that drug. Don't worry about it. But it doesn't necessarily work. It doesn't, it doesn't you, eradicate it. You know that, and we know that. Um, but the average audience watching television heard there's an Alzheimer's drug. I'm free and clear. Just like these cancer drugs that are on TV you know, talking about, you know, this drug, in, the implication of the imaging and the verbiage and the copy on the commercial is this is going to save your life. But when you read the fied print, uh, which is often uh, obscured by the subtitles, which I have on because I'm getting mm-hmm. older, <laughs> but, um, you know, the, the fine print says that this drug extended uh, life from 14 months to 17 months. 
from mm -hmm. placebo or standard of care. So mm -hmm. they're touting this drug on television like it's going to save your life if you have this particular cancer. But the reality is it only extends life for three more months. And what are those three months like at a cost of, and I'm not putting a price on anyone's life, but at a cost of, you know, tens and tens of thousands of dollars per dose. Mm -hmm. So all the marketing is, is don't worry. Is it all covered worry. by insurance, by the way? Those these? are. They are? Okay. Those are because that's what the insurance covers. Mm -hmm. It doesn't cover you not getting the disease. Like, for instance, we've talked about this a little bit, that there's a lab, and I'm not going to promote them yet, but there's a lab out there where you can do blood work that identifies the metabolites of about 70 cancers at the very earliest possible stage. So maybe once a year you can get this lab draw done Find out if you have this cancer. The lab will even tell you where the organ the cancer's in. So you can go look there and have it removed as a stage one. Oh, that's pretty amazing. Not covered. Okay, wow. but how much does it cost? I don't know the answer, actually. Rough guess. I don't know. I, don't, I have it no idea. It could be a huge range. I have, no, I have no idea. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I've, I've known for a little while that this uh, exists. Is it a blood test? It's a blood test. That, well, it can't cost that a, much. It's a pri Well, what if it's $2,000? So what? What's right. a flat screen TV? Right, exactly. $2,000 every couple of years to, to cure you of these 70 cancers. And who knows, they may come up with more. The point is, that's not covered, but a $25,000 a month drug to help you live two more months is covered. You know, yeah. after you've already got a death sentence. Mm -hmm. And again, if I'm in that condition, I probably want to keep living and I'm going to take whatever they're going to give me. But um, when you're talking about population medicine, wouldn't it be cheaper to not have those, not have those back end costs, not have to do surgeries and things like that on things that are possibly preventable? This is a mindset that doesn't exist in medicine. And because it doesn't exist, people don't know about it. They're living with the mindset of when I have a disease, I can get a prescription for something that's going to make it go away immediately. And that's the expectation. Well, that's not true because you can't get rid of cardiac disease. You can't get rid of Alzheimer's. You can't get rid of dementia. You can't get rid of, you can't take a pill and get rid of diabetes. So where, what do you mean you can get rid of it? You can't get rid of it. You live with it. Some of those conditions don't cause you constant discomfort and you don't recognize the damage that they're causing to you because the damage may take five to 10 to 15 years. And then, you know, then you're, you know, maybe 65, 70 years old, you could have possibly had another 10 to 15 high quality years. Instead, those years are going to be spent debilitated with needing um, someone to take care of you, a caregiver. Right. So that type of life is being marketed as expectation. Mm -hmm. So that's the problem with getting people to understand that there's options is that they expect to be sick. Mm -hmm. This is normal. This, the, that's, that's, a, that's being marketed as the normal. Well, I think a quick fix is the general marketing scheme, at least in this country. I mean, I just drove up from Ohio today, right? And I saw it like dozens of billboards where it's like cool sculpting, no <laughs> exercise. And it's like the before and after picture. And I'm thinking, why, why are we trying to encourage people not to exercise? I mean, I understand, you know, obviously you want an aesthetic procedure, but I think the message should not be 
no exercise required. You shouldn't. I mean, I think you should encourage people to exercise. It's about mm-hmm. more. It's about your health. It's not even just necessarily about how you look. All of this is still, is, you know. So this is somebody else, you know, a plastic surgeon, or even not even not a plastic surgeon, just someone who bought the machine. Right. You may not even have to be a doctor yeah. to buy a, a cool sculpt machine mm-hmm. and to sell it to people. Mm-hmm. And you're going to say whatever you need to say to get someone in the door mm-hmm. to right. charge them, you know, 200 bucks a session. You got to buy seven sessions. I'll Throw give you a, a white deal. Coat and look like a doctor. Right. And I gotcha. slick my hair back. And now I'm a doctor. Right. So, you know, uh, you know, oh I'm going to treat your pain. I'm going to give you laser therapies. I'm going to give you injections, whatever. Um, so people are on their own because they're being they're not being told what's available they're being sold a bill of goods by everybody. Boy, there's an awful lot to learn, and patients really need to be made well aware. I mean, it's kind of like they almost need to be slapped in the face to learn all about prevention, right? Well, they're widgets. <laughs> okay. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time, so I'd like to quickly thank Dr. Brian Colliner, MD, specialist in prevention, for being here tonight and for being willing to share his expertise and knowledge with regards to not only the prevention of disease, but also on the importance of being proactive and engaging with a practice that provides access to the necessary testing. This show is brought to you by Colander Medical. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin. I'd like to thank my co-host, Siobhan Cronin, and we hope that you got some useful information today on how to be your own advocate and take charge of your health, whatever your medical journey. Please continue to tune in to our shows Thursday at 7, Sunday at 3, for the latest medical updates. And thanks for listening to News Talk 760, WJR. Good night and be well.